whistle in, I guess, right? Well, or that was the foxhole uh, one. That was the foxhole yeah. one. So I want to welcome everybody out there tonight, especially if you're on the shortwave, if you're listening out there on International Shortwave Station WBCQ on 7490. We would like for you to send us an email. And uh, let us know where you are and uh, how you're uh, how you're hearing the station out there tonight. So we're transmitting about 50,000 watts uh, from a uh, shortwave station uh, up on the up on the borderline between Maine and uh, Canada. Uh, so uh, let us know if you hear us. You can also join the show live on Tuesday nights if you have internet. Just go to W5KUB on on YouTube and you can join us here. We didn't have the net tonight. I, I, I've got so many things going, I couldn't call the net tonight. Um, I have been looking for volunteers for about a year to see if anybody wants to help out and join the show and be a part of it and uh, maybe call some nets. I'd love for somebody. I'd love for somebody to uh, uh, maybe call the uh, 40 meter net. I'd love to open up a net on other uh, bands if we can, and especially uh, a DMR. I'd like to start a DMR net because we have our own um, uh, talk group. Uh, let's see. Uh, I need to ask, um, let's see, lost audio Tom. Glenn, you didn't lose my audio. It's still there. Are you guys still hearing me okay? I hear you. Okay, great. Hey, Al. Okay. Hey. All right. So, uh, oh, I know what I, was, what I was saying. Okay, I need everybody out there to hit the subscribe button. It helps us out a whole lot with our channel. So if you're, if you're watching tonight, please hit the subscribe button there on YouTube. It really uh, helps our ranking uh, there. We'd love for you to do that. Hit the like button if you like the show. That also helps. And uh, if you'd like to uh, just uh, hit that uh, uh, notification button, it'll tell you anytime we're on live. So uh, that's a cool feature, too. So please do that for us. Do we have anybody live? To, uh, live. Everybody's live. Do we have any first-timers tonight? Looking for first-timers tonight. If you're in the chat room or watching tonight, uh, let us know if this is your first time. I'd like to uh, say hello to you. And... Uh, uh, you know, see, uh, maybe find out how you uh, found out about the show. Uh, sometimes we get a lot of advertisement out about certain shows, and some nights we get zero advertisement out. So uh, I didn't even send a single tweet out tonight about the show. So, uh, But our numbers are still looking pretty good tonight. 
Um, so, hey, if you're interested in calling a net, let me know. 40 meters, 80 meters, 20 meters. I'd love to have a roundtable net on one of those. Be a member of our team, uh, DMR. Uh, we've, got a, we've got our own talk group. We'd love to have you uh, call a DMR net. Uh, let's, um, I, I, I know I'm forgetting something. Katie's out tonight. Uh, I thought Alan's going to be out tonight. Alan, you've had some kind of something going on with your shoulder, man. I didn't expect you here tonight. How you doing, uh, Alan? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little dragging my wagon, but I figured I'd stick, I could stick around for a half hour or okay. an hour or so. so all right, I was well. up all night with, uh, with my shoulder, so I've been uh, up for, I don't know, 36 hours or something like that now. So and I'm I can gonna, tell uh, you're on some good drugs. <laughs> I, I can tell you're on some good drugs because you're smiling really big tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. Glad to have you there. Just drop out whenever you have to. Uh, I, I know how it is, man. When you have those shoulder uh, deals and arm uh, deals, they don't they don't just heal the next day. Oh, let's let's jump down to Glenn down in Mississippi, or is it Mississippi? Go ahead, Mississippi. Glenn. Mississippi. I got audio now. Yeah, you got audio. Okay. Yeah, it cut out on me here for some reason, but. Uh, yeah, and Alan, you know, you do know that you have to share whatever you got. You know, I mean, you know, we all share the stashes here. You mean I, didn't, I didn't get any good drugs. I'm just on the over-the-counter oh, stuff. The yeah. good drugs went in, a, in in an injection in my shoulder. Oh, those are oh, no so, but, uh, so you say so you got an injection, Alan? Is that what it was? Yeah, I got. Uh, I had a like a, a nerve impingement and oh, what they call okay. frozen shoulder. So they did some stuff to kind of loosen up the shoulder and to yeah. try to get rid of the nerve impingement. But the first like. 24 to 36 hours create more pain before oh. all the thing fixes. So I was up all night just with the pain in my shoulder. So it's, well, let's it's talk easy hey, a little bit now. But I need to get that shot. Have you ever had the uh, chicken fat shot? Now I got a chicken fat shot in the knee. Never had that. Yeah, it's uh, they, they what they do they inject chicken fat in there? I guess to build up the cartilage or something behind, you know, to make it work a little smoother. But anyway. That's a new you one. You had a KFC as a side order? Yeah, yeah, they have a KFC right next to it there. There's chicken, yeah, well, the stray yeah. dogs follow you home. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do there. really do. All right. Uh, uh, hey, uh, 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 Bill Brown. Hey, Bill. Hey, how things, how how's, how's things down in uh, Huntsville, Alabama? Uh, things are doing good. And uh, after 15 months, I finally got my hair cut. And they <clears> removed <throat> enough to make a wig. Uh, no ponytail. Uh, so. I'm all clean shaven now. I've never seen you like that. Well, uh, in a long, long time, man. And you got some, <laughs> hey, you got some light behind you there. You're looking good, man. Yeah, I'm in a different room today and got a little bit more light in the uh, yeah in the room. All right, man. All right. Yeah, somebody Don said rooster comb is what it is. They inject you with rooster comb. That's what it was. Uh -huh. I, I don't I don't know how that works, but I didn't. It's supposed to last for six months. I, I didn't go back for any more. Uh, my knee healed after that. Yeah, and you started scratching on the ground. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Okay. That, that well, means he worked for chicken feed. That's right. That's right, man. All right. Well, I'm real surprised. Yeah. I mean, you look like you. Hey, you're such a a, a smiley, clean-cut guy. Now it's a pleasure to have you on the show. <laughs> You got light there. You look like a movie star tonight. It, uh, you oh, know. there you go. There yeah, you notice go, how man. he says after you got your hair cut that you're a pleasure to have on the show. That's I right. Hey, hey <laughs> look yeah. at all the improvements he's done. Lighting. He's got a smile. He's, hey, 
He's got his hair cut. It's just perfect tonight. His internet. I don't know. His, you know hey, is he hey, allowed to look better than the rest hey, of us? Hey, hey, his internet. His internet's not crapping out yet. So yeah. look. We we need Katie to, to put him down a notch or two. There well, you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're going to open the phone lines a little later in the show. I want to get some uh, some of our viewer. Uh, uh, I was going to say. Uh, Precipitation. That's the word I was looking for. We need some viewer precipitation tonight. Don't we so, have any viewer email or something like that? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do open the phone lines up a little later tonight. So, you know, hey, uh, well, a couple things going on here uh, this week, and let me. Uh, I'm just gonna jump right into one of them. Um, I got an email. I got an email from a, a lady, and she talked about. Um, she talked about this. Uh, many of you old timers probably know uh, Barry Barry Goldwater, a senator. Barry Goldwater was a very active ham, and uh, he he used to run many, many, many phone patches during I think the Vietnam War. Uh, that's what he was really well known for uh, down there, and a lot of people have worked him. So there's a. Uh, there's a special coming up here. Let's see. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get more information on this. But Wednesday, the 19th, six to seven. Just check out, if you will, just Google uh, Barry Goldwater uh, was a ham, and it's gonna be a special there. And I think you can actually attend through Zoom. I think it's at his uh, museum. They're having a special there. Let me see if I can bring up a couple pictures here. And uh, Tom, I've been I've been in his house. And uh-huh. we used to talk to him. He was on amateur television. Yeah. And when I would visit my friends in Phoenix, uh, we would talk to uh, Barry. Uh, and he would join us on the amateur television net. And we've been over to his house before. And his license plate is AUH2O. Oh, now that's slick. Oh, yeah? Okay, that's cool. <clears throat> that's cool there. Well, here's a picture of, I guess, uh, in his shack there. And here's a coffee cup. I guess that's a coffee cup. His call was K7UGA, uh, Barry Goldwater, and uh, probably one of the more famous uh, hams out there. Like the gold-plated D104 there. Yeah. 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 I love that. Looks like a gold-plated handle on his coffee cup, too, there. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so there's a, there's a shot. And let's see. Um, there's a picture, I guess, of the station right here. And I, wow. I guess that's current, uh, probably current, that they've turned into a museum there. So uh, he had everything mounted very neatly. And uh, it looks like, Look you at know, the call he, sign on his, yeah. car, on his little rug there. Oh, he yeah. He had first class all the way. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, just I want everybody to know that's happening and that's coming up here uh, real soon. Uh, the date on this is uh, May the 19th, and again, it's a it's a Zoom meeting. Uh, I think it's free, but they can only take so many people. And if you're interested in this, just just do a Google search for the senator was a ham, and uh, it'll probably give you the information on how to uh, log into or or you know get hooked up where you can get into to Zoom. This is the uh, Arizona Historical Society that's doing this. And uh, I think it would be a, a really nice uh, ham uh, uh, event to uh, to attend there. 
Somewhere I've got a <clears throat> videotape of him checking into our ATV nets, and uh, <clears throat> uh, just uh, he was a super person, and we just ha had a great time uh, talking to him whenever I was visiting my friends in Arizona. And uh, he was very active in amateur television. And when he got on the air on this is Fastcan ATV, um, it, it was like he was in a broadcast station. He had the lighting down perfect and nice camera work. So he always had a nice presence on um, on amateur television when we uh, talked to him. All right. Hey, while we're at it, let's see if we can name. That was a few years ago. Yeah. All right, Just let's see if we can name. Let's see if we can name some uh, famous people that were ham radio. Now, a lot of the people that probably in our chat room are so young they probably don't even know who we're talking about. Some of these guys. Okay, uh, let's start with JY One. JY, well, that's what King Hussein. Very good. Very okay, good. that's King Hussein. I never really I talked to him, <laughs> uh, but uh, was he was. Marvin you know, Brando he was. You know what? I think he he had the only license in the country, if I'm not mistaken. At the time, he just had the country prefix, just JY1. Yeah, yeah. I and guess we. Now, uh, <clears throat> there are more hams in the country, of course, now, yeah. but uh, he always kept JY1. And whenever I would talk to him, um, mostly he would talk about marlin fishing, which was one of his favorite activities to do when he visited the United States. Yeah, well, I guess when you're king, you can create your own ham radio. I bet he didn't have to take a test. Probably you not. think? I, I bet you he didn't even. Hey, did, you should have asked him that on the air. I say, would hate to be on the VEC committee to give him a test. <laughs> you should have. You should have asked him. Say, Hussein, did did you take a test to get your license? Yeah. You should have asked I, that. I think the price of failure would be higher on the VE. Yes. Than the, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, yeah. famous broadcaster on nightly news. Oh, uh, okay. Walter. That's a Walter. Walter Cronkite. Right, I Walter Conkate. I can't remember his call sign. Does anybody? No, know that I, knew it. I used to know it. But Walter Cronkite was KB2GSD. There you there go. You go. Uh, Take a two know. call to figure that. And one that's out. The, that's the rest of the story right there. All right. What about uh, uh, hey, Arthur Godfrey was a ham? Probably nobody in the chat room even knows who Arthur Godfrey was. That shows how old I guess. Well, he's not the only country singer. Patty Loveless was a was a. A ham too. Yeah, yeah. Patty Loveless is KD4WUJ. Yeah. Here's one I bet you don't know, Priscilla Presley. Yeah, uh -huh. that's right. Priscilla is uh, also a ham. Um, let's yeah, see. Joe Walsh. Uh, 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 Joe Walsh. WB6ACU, I think, right? Yeah, yes. I used to talk to uh, WB6ACU on the local Santa Barbara repeaters when I was going to college. I didn't know it was Joe Walsh. I just knew him as Joe, WB6ACU. Very right. nice fellow. He would talk to me whenever I would uh, be in my car driving around. And it wasn't until years later that I realized it was actually the Joe Walsh. That's funny. <laughs> well, country music singer. And I, 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 here's a country music singer. And I almost have had, have, a connection where I might even get him on a show. Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie oh, Millsap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, also in the chat room, it was uh, Chet Atkins. Chet Atkins. Yep. Chet Atkins. Let's see. Who else? Who else we got? Um, well, of course, Tim Allen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Tim Allen. Absolutely. Yep. Tim Allen. Um, now, for Bob, those of you Bob who are 
Bob Moog, the guy who, prevent, who invented the Moog synthesizer. Is oh, here. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that one. There's got to be some more famous people out there. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually found a list. Oh, you found? Uh, you're cheating. You're cheating. I was, was going to go do that, but yeah, I was uh, cheating. I, I did, man, you guys are good. I didn't even think about cheating here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now this is one of the rare DX stations. He was not <clears throat> a famous, famous personality, but he was famous for uh, being a priest in this country. Uh, and at the time, I believe it was the only ham in this country. And uh, it began with a nine. This is called a priest Sorry. in his country. Elton John. No, no, no. I wasn't here. The country that was, that was a joke. That was a nine. Joke. Uh, nine in. King Carlos of Spain. I knew some of the kings and princes. Is uh, prince nine in? I don't even know that country. Nine in one. Nine was, in one. Here we can cheat on that one. I got a country list right up here. He was my first ex contact, and I somehow got through to him uh, through a humongous pileup. Nepal. Nepal. He was Father Moran, and yeah. he was uh, living in Kathmandu. And oh, he was my very first DX contact, nine in one MM. Oh, very. That's cool. uh, Father Moran. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Also, uh, they say Art Bell. Uh, yeah, I remember oh, Art, yeah. Art Bell was yeah. a hand. Joe That's Taylor, correct. of course, Art everybody, uh, you already know Joe Taylor. You know, he invented... Uh, now, uh, Art Bell and I, uh, we would exchange ATV pictures uh, when I lived in Sierra Madre, California, and he was down in the, uh, I believe, in Anaheim Air Region. <laughs> and I used to send t TV with him before he moved to Arizona. Uh -huh. uh, I mean Nevada, and so, um, but I talked to him in the seventies on amateur yeah. television. Well, is that all the famous people out there? Oh no, I got oh, no, uh, Donny Osmond was a ham. Oh yeah, hey, that's a cool one. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, Howard yeah. Hughes was a ham. Oh, yeah, Howard was. Yeah, five C Y. Howard Hughes was. What what was Howard Hughes' call sign? Howard Hughes was W five C Y. Wow. How did he get a five call? I don't know. What about what about uh, Hugh Hefner? But he probably didn't have time though. Oh, he, he wouldn't bother with a, a radio. Yeah, he didn't yeah. need it. Well, fam famous guy that General. I know about is in my industry, Jack Kilby, the inventor of the integrated circuit, was a hand. Ah, mm, that's cool. Oh, here's one from the chat room, General Curtis LeMay. Now that would, that would be cool. I wonder if they made him a radio operator, maybe on an airplane one time when he was in the. You know, in a, in a World War II there, man. Let's see, Yuri oh, Gagarin. He had somebody make his contacts for him. Yeah, yeah. Yuri um, Gagarin, first man in space, was a ham. UA1LO. Oh, Marlon Brando's call was KE6PZH. Yeah, Arthur, Arthur Jumbo Godfrey. Is that the Arthur Godfrey I know? I, get, I mean, I don't know. Yes. Famous ZL ham operator with a ZL1HB. And we, of course, we've got Jim out there, AB5JM down here in Louisiana. He's, he's famous. <laughs> in fact, you know, and, and it's kind of funny. When I, when I first met Jim, AB5JM, he sounds just like Walter Cronkite on the air. And I've, oh, always, I've always teased him about that when he'd check in the nets. AB5JM. Oh, I loved Walter Cronkite and all of his uh, commentating for the moon landings and everything. That yeah. was just so much fun.
What, what, what news was it that used to come on? It may have been Cockeye. The news used to come on and it had the world that was spinning. You remember this? It had the globe that was turning. Was, it, was that the NBC Nightly News? It may have been. And you know what? For like 40 years, and that globe was turning the wrong direction. <laughs> and they found out about it 40 years later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's see. Juan Carlos, former king of Spain. Yeah. Uh, in my work, uh, I uh, uh, had a great relationship with Telefonica. It's a uh, networking company that puts networks in, and they were from Spain. And we had an event, and uh, uh, I guess not the king of Spain, but maybe one of his sons was at one of our meetings. So I, I was close to the king of Spain here, but not quite there. Let's see. And here's Art one Bell, that was yeah. mentioned in the chat room as well. Um, Oh, where did it go here? Uh, and we all know this person, and some of us have met him. And that's, uh, isn't he a Nobel Prize winner, Joe Taylor, K1JT? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he's a member of a radio, uh, radio club that's uh, just south of me, the Sarnoff Radio Club. So uh, I actually was at, a, uh, I was at a microwave convention just outside of Philadelphia two years ago giving a talk on the uh, on Smith charts. And uh, Joe Taylor was... Uh, going to be speaking like two people after me so he was in the audience it was a little bit intimidating oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> having a talk or giving a talk in front of a nobel nobel laureate oh wow here's here's another cool one from the the chat room yeah burl ives yeah six yeah. hva that's yep. a yeah burl's a cool guy there yeah dick rutan yeah yeah oh and here's walter cronkite's call kb2 gsd i think you said that alan yeah yeah yep. yep. now now um i don't know Hugh if you downs. Hugh downs Hugh downs yep. oh yeah i don't know if you recall uh roy neal he was the science reporter um and he was uh on nightly news uh reporting on space missions and uh do anybody if you remember roy neal he was k6due i don't remember him now yeah. They did. Bruce just mentioned uh, Owen Garriott. Of course, we know Owen yeah. Garriott and his father. I mean, no, Owen Garriott and his son Richard yeah. Were, yeah. were both hams. Uh, and uh, we had them on a show here years ago. And uh, uh, Owen was kind of a interesting guy. I was talking to Owen, and um, I asked him just as a joke. I asked him about the um, about the machine that converts the urine back to water you drink and i said oh and how, how do you know when the machine's not working right i said does it taste bad and oh man i shouldn't ask that question because he went into like a 20 minute uh, <laughs> explanation of, of of probably 20 tests that's done on that man yeah but we know the master plumber for the space station that's right that's, that's right you know yeah Doug Did anybody say chet atkins i don't know if i remember yeah, something chet, yeah chet atkins yeah. was in there earlier yeah Let's see. Yeah, I, I met Owen Gary at many times at different uh, conferences and get-togethers, and he's a really nice fellow. Yeah, here's a here's a picture. Again. He lived in Huntsville. There's a picture there of uh, oh, Owen oh. and Richard right there. Oh, very wow. good. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, that was fun. We need to do that again sometime. Yeah, that was that was cool. So, let's see if we can name. Let's see if we can name somebody that's not. Oh, uh, not famous. That's not, a not, not famous. That him. We, could, we could go all night on that, right? We could <laughs> we could go there all night. I mean, Marlon Brando, yes, our Marlon Brando was a ham. Oh man, there's they just keep coming. There, there's been a lot of hams out there. 
It's been a lot. So uh, that was uh, that was kind of fun. All right. All right. Well, everybody, stand by a second. We're going to do something. We'll be right back. The Great Outdoors are calling. Get outside and under the stars with one of ICOM's ultimate SDR transceivers. The IC705 is a perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great indoors and the outdoors. It's a perfect QRP companion. The base station has features and functionality at the tip of your fingers and a portable package. And it covers HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. And guess what? It weighs in at just under 2 pounds. It has a 4.3 inch touchscreen and it's got a live band scope and waterfall. It'll run 5 watts with a BP272 or 10 watts on 13.8 volts DC. It runs all modes, including D-Star. The speaker microphone comes standard. The perfect accessory for the 705 is the LC192 backpack. It has a special compartment for your IC705 and room for all your accessories. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are just sure to keep you busy. It has a 4.3-inch color touchscreen and spectrum scope and waterfall. It has smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels. And it's full duplex operation in satellite mode. Heard it, worked it, and logged it with ICOM 7300. It's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transistor digitizes the RF before various receiver stages to reduce the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 is the radio that changed the way of entry-level HF. Visit www.icomamerica/amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right, and we're back. And we've had a lot of fun tonight naming famous people. And uh, Yeah, good few... thing the mics aren't hot on the break. We had way too much fun. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't have the mic on then, I don't think. <laughs> 9K2 CS Prince Yusuf Al Yusuf Al Saba, yeah. 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 Porky Pig. Yeah, that that's your son doing that one. But he might have been. Time. You know, he may have been a ham, you know, I mean in some episode of Porky Pig. I I told you about the hidden Morse code messages and several Porky Pig <clears throat> messages on previous yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey guys, I got a little video I want to show you just real quick and uh, just give you an update on where we are with uh, launching uh, W5KB27. You might wonder why we're waiting so long. Well, it's raining every day. Well, there's things kind of getting in the way, and we're really um, we're really wanting to go for our best shot. And uh, there's a lot of testing and stuff going on in the background. And when it's proven it's not going to work, we're not doing it. So we go for a we look, we look for a solution. So <clears throat> the material 
<clears throat> the material we've got to build these balloons, and we want to go high. I mean, anybody nowadays can fly 44,000 feet. We pretty much got bored because when we'd put up buy an SBS and put it up there, that's where we'd fly. We made it around the world. So right now our focus is on trying to take it up a notch. 44,000 is kind of the glass ceiling. We want to fly around the world at 55,000. And then it, once we do that, we want to do 65 and 70,000. So we're working with some people, and uh, we are looking at some various materials. And uh, uh, there's a lot of science going into it as far as the pressure you have to maintain, you know, the pressure you have to be able to uh, endure up there. If you don't endure the pressure, the balloon is going to pop and it's going to come down. So here's kind of a test we did in the uh, garage uh, this past week. Uh, this was using, uh, 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 this size balloon was the one we were going to launch. It's uh, 18 feet long and um, it lifts quite a heavy load uh, and it should have flown at about, and if it would not pop, uh, it would, it, the spreadsheet says it would fly about 55,000. Now, the balloon did reach the correct pressure. The balloon never popped, but we're using netting. We're using netting to uh, try to keep the balloon together and our netting started popping now the netting started popping beyond The pressure that we need to be able to withstand up at altitude So it may have flown but we, we want a lot bigger safety margin So here's just a quick test of the balloon and you'll see how we're measuring it using the the uh, uh, inches of water the inches of water um, converts into pounds per square inch and we can see the differential pressure there very easy. And you'll see the homemade manometer that we're using with the red dye in it. And uh, what you have to do, you have to actually measure both sides. So if this side goes up an inch and a half, the other side goes down an inch and a half. They, they, they go up and down equally. So you're going to see me refer to, when we hit an inch and a half, you're going to see me refer to three inches. And that's because you've got to add both sides together. So here's a quick video. This is the balloon we were hoping to launch. And again, we're getting very close to, to launching this. But we have discovered a net problem, a mesh problem. And we've ordered different mesh to use. And also our, our guys out in the lab out west also ordered the new mesh. So it's going to be tested. So watch this. Uh, watch this. You'll hear some popping, but it's not the balloon popping. So here we go. Uh, and you guys on the remote probably aren't going to hear it. Okay, so the uh, pop noise we heard was not the um, balloon material uh, breaking, but it was it was one of our tie spots. You can see we need to uh, we need to put some string across here. Our uh, our net did not get tied very good there. Okay, so we're going to start inflating again. We uh, we didn't pop the material. One of the ties on the uh, net came loose and popped. So here we go. We're going to go again. I was surprised the pressure was starting to go up pretty good. Here we go. That is just so cool. 
almost at two inches of water. There's two inches, that's not fair. one and a half inches that means that's three inches we have to multiply times two oh, we're look, coming up on uh we're cut up work. on four uh, we need four inches so we're over three inches now pressure at altitude we need four inches four inches would give you plenty of uh, extra space if here. it hits the two it should fly at oh that's right we have to double that number huh? We're getting real We're right close, at four. close to two. We're getting close to four. So far it's holding together. Alright, watch for it. Alright, who left? The net popped, okay. Okay, hey, okay. We were at four inches. We we're at four inches of water. Okay. We uh, did that net, come as netting, or did you have to the tie net it just, all? Uh, gave. All right. Hang on a second. Okay. Well, that's uh, interesting. We we got up to four inches. That's the pressure we need to fly at four. But you see what happens. At, at that altitude. Well, those were the weak spots, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna let the air out now, and uh, we're gonna go back to the drawing board and see uh, see what we uh, can figure out. All right, so, uh, Glenn, I think you asked if we had to tie all those knots. Yeah, we tied every single uh, little knot in there and made that net. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, gosh, that, I that, that, that we couldn't have done that. Uh, there's there's a million knots here. Uh, <laughs> we did cool. last night. Last night, uh, Kathy and I put a new net together. We wanted our our material. Our uh, the radius of our blue material is uh, ten foot, and we wanted some new netting to be at ten and a half feet to allow a little bit of expansion. So we stretch this. Uh, 50 feet of net out in a kitchen and through the den and you know it's all bundled up and we cut off we cut off about 11 feet so we can bring it around and tie it together and get our 10 and a half feet that we want but after we put it all together and tied it and let me tell you every two inches let's see that was that was uh that was the net was about 28 feet long. We were going to have to cut some of that. The net was 28 feet, so how many times would two inches go into 28? That's how many knots Kathy tied. And, and the uh, math has to be wrong because that's only 14. So then you multiply that by 12. So. Yeah, multiply. Yeah. Okay, 14 times 12, that's 140 plus 24, 164. Yeah, yeah so she tied 160 knots down through there now the knot is what failed on our other test is that that popping you saw it, it is where some knots were tied so this test was going to be to um you know strengthen the knots and we were even going to come back and reinforce the maybe tie some more uh mature uh, uh you know thread down through there uh 
but we so we calculated that we were going to make this ten and a half feet, and we sewed it up, and it came out four foot and four foot and eight inches instead of instead of uh, you know on one side four eight and four eight would be what well, eight eight that'd be nine it'd be nine nine, nine feet and a half you know instead of ten and a half feet it came out nine and a half, and that's smaller than our balloon was, so we would get no expansion at all. So we really blew that one. And what we, we, we scratched our head and we argued back and forth what caused that, probably two hours. And uh, we finally realized that that material, as it stretched long like a rope, and you cut it 11 feet long, well, it isn't really 11 feet long because when you pull it out sideways, that net collapses and it gets it gets narrower, so that caused our problem. We know what it caused, so we've got some new netting order now. This netting was a diamond shape that, uh, if you pull from any direction, it'll change the length. Uh, do you get to do the knots this time? Yeah, yeah. She wasn't going <laughs> to do the knots again last night, believe me. So, so we've ordered some new netting that's that's square now instead of the diamond. It's square, so to get our ten and a half feet. Now, uh, we can measure just straight up one of the lines from one side to the other and, and get our exact measurement. So, and what is this material normally used for? This, this material basically is to keep uh, birds and deer uh, out of uh, your uh, plants. You know, to keep them from uh, you know, eating, your, eating fruits and eating your plants up, you know. So, uh, I was going to say I, that they've raided a fishnet stocking company. Yeah. Out stuff. west, a lot of people use this net uh, fishing, uh, this netting out out west. I think you don't see it as much here, but out there yeah, you do. Yeah, fishing that material would be good. Yeah, so this is actually made. It's actually a nylon meshed net. It doesn't stretch much. That was going to be a concern. Uh, it had almost no stretch to it. It was very strong. But you start thinking about. You saw it popping there with that balloon, and I I can't comprehend the pressure. Comprehend the pressure there that with that balloon. You know, we probably had point two pounds per square inch pressure, but we probably had a million square inches. So I don't know if that equates to two hundred thousand pounds of pressure or what, but it's a lot of pressure, and it, it, you, pressure. you saw it. You saw it popping, um, popping the string. How much there, so. lift are you going to get out of that, Tom? We got a lot of lift. Um, we're going to have. A lot of lift. The payload we've got designed for is the heavy payload. It's 25 grams. The balloon itself uh, weighs about uh, about uh, 500 grams, and the net weighs about 100 grams. So you know we're you know the, the the balloon and net itself is over 600 grams. But I was going to say that takes you almost up to a little around a pound. But it is it's got a lot of capacity. It's probably. Uh, ten times the capacity of an SBS uh, balloon, so it's it, it's going to take a whole lot more hydrogen in it, you know. So I mean, we it'll lift more. It's not going to go really. It will go higher. That balloon should go fifty. It should fly in the mid fifties. Yeah, if if we, we can hold it together. Rotating LEDs on the bottom. Yeah, I wish we could. Can think it's a UFO. Yeah. I did that once with about twenty-five uh, birthday balloons, little latex balloons and we had leds on a flying saucer i made a little flying saucer with the leds and i had my return address on it 
and said, uh, this is the Starship uh, Enterprise. If you find this, please send us send it back to its home base. And somebody <laughs> found it uh, 300 miles away in Kentucky and said, the crew uh, abandoned ship, but uh, we found the vehicle intact. <laughs> Yeah. But they, they, it looked great when it took off. Those the LEDs were flashing in a big circle. It looked oh, like that a had to been cool. Yeah, someone mentioned there's a net company here in Memphis, and my wife uh, knows about them. They used to be a customer when she worked at the bank, and they actually will make a net for you down here, so, somewhere downtown. So I need to go down and talk to them about making us a net. And. Uh, I don't know how that little machine ties all those knots, you know. I mean, you know, machines do funny things, man, but how do you tie knots in a net? Is there a website, net.net? I, I don't know. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, so that's uh, that's the, the issue right now. And um, uh, Bill is, we've got a couple other small issues we're working on. Bill's helping us work through, or he's working on an issue where we're trying to get some voltage calibration there. So it's going to be kind of important for us to to uh, read the low-end voltage better because we're going to be flying an experimental battery. And if you watched the show, I think, last week or the week before, you saw we had some uh, experimental LiPos that actually went down to minus 60 Celsius or 60 centigrade. And uh, uh, they may work up there. They may work. And uh, it's going to be right on the edge if they work or not work as far as they can output or if they can charge. I think it's going to be right on the edge. But so it's, it's the best thing we've, we have found so far. A regular LiPo, uh, there's no way it's going to work anywhere up there. But these batteries actually uh, are coming real close. So with a little heating, with it painted black and a little heating, if we can pick up some heat during the day from the sun and uh, heat that battery up, uh, <clears throat> I feel like we can charge it. Uh, Might get too hot. Well. <clears throat> paint the battery black. It is. I did paint it black. I did. So I, I don't know. Things get hot, man. I mean, they do get hot. And, uh, you know, but... Um, You'd think it. You'd think at a minus really sixty fun. degrees, if it got hot, it would just kind of neutralize out and be zero, right? I mean, right. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you know, here on the ground, uh, uh, the black, the sun actually did heat it up. I think we, I saw and I measured a tif a tif temperature differential of about forty-five degrees between the regular oh, yeah. air and the yeah. and the battery. Where you get in trouble is if you floated in the stratosphere a little higher than where you're at where the atmosphere is really thin and then your issue would be dissipating heat yeah uh, so so you know this flight has uh, kind of a new mission we, we don't want to fly 44,000 feet we know we can do it there's a lot of balloons right now flying around at 44,000 feet they're on their fourth fifth sixth time around the world we just had a uh, uh, Seton Hall prep school launched one uh, the Sky Tracker APRS, uh, they launched two of them, but one of them in January, end of January. One of them has been around the world eight times, and it's been up for over 100 days. It's currently yeah. flying across uh, Spain, I believe, Spain or France. So, And then we've got uh, two of the Equinox balloons from March 20th flying. One's been up for 40, 
uh, almost 50 days, um, and that's uh, Whisper Balloon, and it's over France right now. And they went right over uh, Paris. Uh, I think it went right over the airport where Lindbergh landed, actually. Cool. And it's been around uh, three times. So we've had a lot of uh, good, successful flights that have been long duration, and two of the university flights here have been aloft for 40 some odd days and been around the world three times. One's just approaching California right now. So yeah. those are all using the SBS 13 balloons. Uh, some are using hydrogen and some are using helium. The helium ones are down around 41,000 feet or so, and the hydrogen ones are up around 44 to 45,000. But yeah, it would be really good to get a little higher. Um, yeah. But so far, they've been pretty successful at avoiding storms for long duration. Uh, 100 days is uh, eight times around the world. That's pretty good. But they've been going up into the Arctic Circle lately. We've seen several yeah. of them go in the Arctic Circle. Um, the ones from um, KM4ZIA-3 just scooted, skirted along the dew line in northern, uh, northern Canada. I, I'm wondering... Uh, if they had any pings off that radar. <laughs> uh, and then they went right across Greenland. So, um, and this time of year, <coughs> the, the sun's uh, high enough up there that you can get some super high latitude reports um, yeah. this time of year, because uh, it's, you know, it's, it's daylight all the time on the North Pole. So they're both flying above the Arctic Circle for several days and getting reports every day for fairly long times. Couple things from the chat room. Uh, Memphis Twine and Knit is the local outfit. And uh, Don Egidio asks uh, about using aerogel to insulate the battery. And I'm not familiar with that. Well, and I answered it. I, if I insulate the battery, I can't heat it with the sun. So, you know, it's a catch 22 thing. I mean, you know, do you want to Except heat it? Except the aerogel is clear. Uh, yeah, so it yeah. actually it act like a greenhouse. Oh, really? Well, painted the battery black and put it in aerogel. Uh, it would get it would get nice and hot. And I'm thinking about putting the battery inside the balloon itself. You would get about ten degree increase. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of insulation. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's something to look at. We're going to see what happens. So, you know, our goal is to do something that other people aren't doing. We want to go around the world at fifty-five thousand. There was an <laughs> attempt here uh, this year. Somebody in a balloon uh, building, uh, I think they launched one, and it went from the west coast to the east coast and went down. Um, and but it, it was flying at about 55 but we want to that was a spherical balloon yeah we want to go 55 and we want to go around the world so that, that's it and we want to also test its battery out so uh that's the two things we're doing right now uh someone asked how we track it we've talked about this a lot of times i also have a video on our youtube channel that talks about this and how to track it we're using uh bill uh helped set us up with his uh tracking uh, a method which uh, uh, it basically uses a whisper and it sends a couple extra whisper transmissions and sends extra data and then uh, he we have a python script uh, on the ground that takes that data and converts it and then we send it up to aprs so we can get a lot more detail uh, information it shows up on the uh, tracking maps as an aprs object even though it was a yeah. whisper transmission and <clears throat> By sending two transmissions, you can embed 
basically your solar panel voltage, temperature, GPS status, and your altitude within 60 meter increments. Plus, you can get a six digit grid square, which is about a three by five mile box, which is far better than a four digit grid square, which is like 69 miles by 113 miles. So yeah. that's, uh, it gives you much finer resolution by doing that. And so uh, we had that one flight you were mentioning that was at 55,000 feet. It was a test of a perfectly spherical balloon uh, using, um, you know, plastic material. And uh, it came down in the Atlantic Ocean, and we actually had reports on it right down until it hit the water. You could actually Mm -hmm. see the last transmission end abruptly as it hit the water. And that was in the middle of the Atlantic we were getting data back via 20 meter whisper so that's the advantage of using the hf bands when these are only 20 milliwatt transmissions on hf but thanks to uh, uh with the whisper mode uh, you can get 30 db below the noise level of reception so you can get coverage around the world so um and then we had uh, uh, two projects that are very interesting um kq6rs-2 and uh, a school, Mount Carmel High School in San Diego area, um, W6 Sierra United Nancy-12. They're both using uh, whisper boards, my sky tracker boards, without the solar panels, without the super caps or anything, just the blank board. And it's in a PVC pipe that has a CB whip on it and a matching network and I believe 26 D-cell batteries. And they took it out on a Scripps Institute uh, boat, a research boat, uh, 300 miles out in the Pacific Ocean and tossed them overboard. And they are reporting now their position day and night, and they're supposed to operate for over six months. And uh, one of them's traveled 400 miles already after being out there for three months. And the one was just deployed so, uh, and as I mentioned to you earlier, Tom, uh, they're using the same channel as you are on telemetry for whispers. So we had some interference. So I had a, um, my program accounts for that on the Python and yeah. just search for the correct one that matches your transmission. Well, that was so, great. I was a little, little concerned that this buoy might float out there <laughs> for three years, you know. And uh, Well, it'll um, be out there at least six months probably unless yeah. Hurricane gets it. Yeah. But if you look uh, on uh, APRS.fi and search for Kilowatt Quebec 6 Radio Sierra-2 or W6SUN-12, you'll see the, the buoy projects. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, <clears throat> it's very slow, though. They're only moving around long at a, a knot or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to describe a little about the buoy, uh, how long it is, PVC pipe and the antenna uh, they have on it? It's a long PVC pipe. Uh, they've got like 30 pounds of d-cell batteries in the bottom which helps ballast it so that the antenna whip is always sticking up and they've got uh, legs on either side of it uh, to as floats to keep it afloat and uh, keep it upright so but there's so much weight in the batteries and they're just standard uh, uh, duracell lithium i mean duracell alkaline batteries because yeah. uh, the sea temperature 
you know, it's not going to be an issue with cold. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they're working great. Uh, I think in the one that's been out there for several days, it's only dropped a tenth of a volt or two tenths of a volt so far. Yeah. Hey, Alan, uh, I saw your uh, your note there. You're fixing to check out. Uh, anything special going on, Alan? You wanted to mention? No, I think I'm. Uh, I'm just kind of wiped out, so not <laughs> much to contribute okay. tonight. So uh, I'm gonna get some rest and try and uh, hit it hard again tomorrow. All right, man. Well, take care of your shoulder there, and uh, if that stuff don't work out, try the uh, rooster con. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you I don't go. think I don't know if they've got that north of the Mason Dixon line. Well, you know, no. well we no, can it's, send it's some a up to you. Remedy. We can we can send right, some yeah. up. All right. All right, man. Thanks. Take care, Alan. Bye. Hey, Tom, let me jump in here for a little minute. Uh, I had a little communication with ARRL earlier this week. Um, One, they tried to get me to write a new book. Yeah. Um, They want a book on the Raspberry Pi Pico, which is a a little itty-bitty board not much bigger than the Arduino Nano. And I'm actually thinking about that one. But uh, the new book is still currently in peer review up there making sure they got all of my typos out of it and everything Mm -hmm. uh they're working on the cover but because of the covid lockdowns and everything you know it's been slow but they're they're working on it and it should be out soon i would say by my guess probably in about a month the the new arduino book will be out all right great we're looking forward to it um there's also rumors that they're going to put the original first book back into print too, but I haven't verified that yet. Well, they they need to because there's a lot of people that didn't get it that would like to have it, and either oh, they yeah. need well, they, they need to put it back out there or Amazon. let you sell it. You know, Amazon's selling it for like two hundred bucks a copy. Is that right? Amazon and eBay both. Yeah, somebody's getting rich, and it ain't me. Oh man, why don't you put some out there? Hey, why don't you put some out there for 150 each? Maybe you can get the market. I on probably it. have three or four of them here. Oh. Yeah, if I need some extra money. Yeah. I buy some new toys. All right. All right. Okay. So we got uh, that. That basically that's the uh, update on the balloon uh, on on dash 27. We just got a few issues to work out. We're working on the voltage calibration issue right now. Um, and the netting. The netting is uh, crucial here. We've got new net coming in, and uh, I think Thursday the new net's coming in with the squares instead of the diamonds. And that will allow us to get the net, correct size net around this balloon. And I understand the new net may even be a little stronger. How's um, that stuff going to hold up at temperature and altitude? It will. And it, it's uh, it's uh, UV uh, resistant and all that kind of stuff, you know, so... Uh, it's probably a good material to use. Uh, so, you know, we're not in any hurry. I mean, I was in a hurry. I, I, I was. I, I really used to like to get a balloon off. You know, a week after the other one came down, we we've kept balloons in the air for like a year and a half. But uh, we're kind of we're kind of uh, grounded right now until we work these issues out. You know, it's kind of like. You know, it's kind of like, uh, Bill, we need a name, a name kind of like NASA, but it's for uh, Amtroid Roundtable. Let's say A-R-R-T. That's equivalent NASA, but we do balloons, and we don't want to send a balloon up if it's going to be, you know, a failed mission. We, we want to make sure 
you know, the O-rings can handle the temperature and all those kind of things, you know. And, and plus, it's just too hard to train new amps. That's right. That's right. That's right. It, it is. All right. Um, I'm going to do Did you get this. the ants back from your trip to South Carolina? Well, they were able to... They were able to get off on a limb and climb down. I had to sneeze. Gee. He's allergic to ham radio. Oh man! Or the ants? Yeah, I think the uh, I think the ants made it. I think we rescued them again. You know, they've been in some pretty tight spots, man. Uh, you know, they so uh, they have been in some tough deals. I mean, here they are, right here. You know, uh, Bermuda Triangle. Uh, I don't know where all they are. Here they are. Here they were rescued in uh, Tibet, you know, uh, by the t- Tibetan monks in in western China. We didn't know how we we're going to get them out of China. Um, there they are. Assess the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have all the pictures here, but uh, uh, they've been rescued a lot of places, man. Let's see where is this. Norwegian Sea. They went down in the Norwegian yeah, Sea. That was 18. That, that was that was one of our best flights there. That was three and a half times around the Earth, and it finally went down uh, in the Norwegian Sea, right off the coast of uh, Norway. It was uh, doing real good until it started doing loops. It was doing good. And, and you know what? That that picture. That's a good picture taken with photo lens of the rescue plane that went by, and you can tell by looking. That water is cold right there. Oh yeah. The water is cold. All right. I like the ice cube, ice the. Well, no, that was no ice cubes. That was the sugar that, well, cubes. They, that, people get that wrong. Those are not ice cubes. Those are sugar. No, the sugar cubes. cubes. Oh yeah, those are sugar cubes that they were able to uh, recover. And I already lost them again, but that was sugar, sugar cubes right there. <laughs> and of course, everybody remembers the very first launch. Bill launched this for us. This was the simple. This was the. This is what got us started. This was the simple thirty-six inch party balloon. And uh, nothing fancy on it. It made it all the way around to Japan, and then uh, we hit a storm in Japan, and and we watched it come down in Japan, uh, and uh, that was kind of sad. That was our first one. We really took it seriously there. Bill, I haven't heard from these guys. You need to contact your friends over there. Uh, I will. I think uh, a lot of their activities are still locked down due to yeah. COVID. They're starting to open things up a little bit. Yeah, that's the wrong number on there. 18 went down in Norwegian Sea. That may have been 19 there. But that's the uh, that's the uh, Polish ham club that went out and rescued Huey and Dewey there and, and got the tracker out of the tree. So, and then oh, oh and then you know, we, hey, we had one go down in the Philippines Sea right there. I mean, we we lost a crew there. We we actually lost we lost the crew so uh, we did have to retrain uh, but uh, you know we've gone down a lot of times in the deserts we've gone down a lot of times in the oceans um, you know out of probably 15 flights uh, we may have recovered maybe two of them we know where another one is we just it's just so high in a tree we can't get it down and there's too many alligators and snakes around it so we're going to leave it up here for a while. Bill, there's a question in the chat room. Do you have any of the links to those buoy projects? Oh, uh, I can. Uh, let's see. If I'll try and put it in the chat room. Yeah, just give them the. Uh, they can. What well, they? And, I mean, if they want to follow it, they can just go to APRS and follow it. If if uh, they'll copy down the uh, the call letters. All right. All right. 
you know, um, let's see. And then, of course, you know, we can, uh, I think uh, we did show that in a show. Uh, yeah. Uh, I forget what episode, but we had a lot of detail on the boy, on the boy construction. If you remember yeah. the episode. I remember that, yeah. Point. Yeah. And, of course, somebody mentioned the mother of all balloons. There's a, there's a picture. Yeah, that's not a very good picture. That's one of the mother of all balloons right there. Uh, and uh, that was a picture of the mother of all balloons. You can see the size of it there. It just kept growing. It kept growing, and it just kept growing. It's almost to the ceiling of my garage say, right Woody there. Allen made a movie about something that's like that. where yeah that's where we need the net see because uh we we, we <laughs> if it keeps expanding it'll eventually get thin into the terror but that's why we need the net and uh let's see i got a picture here of kathy working on a net i think here we go there we are on a kitchen table and uh there were several hundred and I tell you, this net is not easy to put together. That is some serious hard work, right this, there. This net is not easy to put together. Uh, believe me, it is. It it tangles. It'll catch anything, man. I can't even walk around with buttons on my shirt. It'll catch on it. And there she is trimming it to uh, to do it, to uh, tie it together. Um. So uh, you know and. Our basic configuration is going to be a, a, a 90 degree, uh, 40, 45 degrees uh, uh, cells on both sides. I've glued the battery glued on top. The tracker will go under underneath there and probably stick up through there. Um, and uh, that's um, that's where we are. Let's see. That was a balloon there that went down in uh, South Carolina that uh, James Lee rescued him. Uh, right there, we've got a shot. Right there, where we were at Made Amateur Radio Roundtable last month. Uh, let's see. Okay, so that's uh, that's the update on, on our balloon, and uh, we'll have new net this week. Bill's working on the voltage part uh, to see if we can't get good, accurate, or better measurements, and uh, we'll try to get that net together. And we're dealing with with real unknown things here. Uh, the net itself actually is going to make the balloon fly at altitude. Here's a picture of it in the lab. Um, let's see uh, if I can find it right here. This is out in Oregon. This is my friends out there in the lab where they put a 28-foot one together just to test it, pressure test it. And if you'll look, the little bands have been added. And those bands are glass tape, and uh, those those bands were added, I think, every 10 inches, uh, and that keeps the balloon from growing and exploding. It it will uh, bulge out between them. It looked like a, a stack of donuts uh, when you stack a bunch of donuts up. That's how it looks. But it kept it from uh, exploding, and so that balloon would actually handle the pressure at altitude. Um, and uh, we're, we're just trying uh, something a little easier and something that might distribute the, the pressure better, and that's the net, if we can get the net. But we're dealing with, uh, we're dealing with unknowns here. Uh, we know about where the balloon breaks by itself, uh, so we're trying to keep that within a certain uh, diameter. And um, so it's all experimental. But we want our best chance of it staying up when we put it up. I don't like sending one up and it comes down overnight. I don't like that. 
And we've had some practice doing it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to open some phone lines up and let's, let's see if we can get any uh, ham radio participation here. Uh, so let me put the number up on the screen. If you're listening on shortwave out there on WBCQ, on 7490 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com and let us know where and where you are and how you're hearing the show. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And also, if, um, if you have internet where you are, you can actually join the show live on Tuesday evenings at 0100. It's actually Wednesday at 0100 uh, UTC. You can join us by going to uh, YouTube slash uh, W5KUB. So I'm going to put the phone line on, and I'll put the number up. Also, if, uh, we have phone numbers in 65 countries. So uh, if you're out there in a, uh, a different country, you can still dial a local phone number. Uh, if you'll go to our website, if you go to W5KUB.com and click on Contact, after you click on contact, you'll see the phone numbers on the left side, and you can see the international phone numbers, and you can dial an, a, a local number in your country, and you can connect into the show. So let me see if I can bring on the, um, I think we're on. Let's see. Yeah. Hey, Tom, here's an interesting question from uh -huh. the chat room. When we launch this new balloon, uh, what's going to make the net stay centered since the balloon's not full at launch time? Well, it's just going to fill out. It's going to have to expand and fill it out. So a lot of things have to happen. You know, you're going to have that bubble of gas up in the top when it takes off, and it's going to be pretty empty. But as it expands, we're hoping, and there's a lot of pressure there, believe me. And when it expands and that balloon starts pressurizing, it's going to try to find its way out of that net. And uh, hopefully it'll fill that net up, and then it'll it'll stop. You know that would really be cool to have a a video of the higher altitudes watching oh, yeah, that yeah. fill out. Yep. All right. Let's see. I've got a phone number right here. There we go. Okay. So there's the phone number, and I think we are. Let's see. Yep. We're on. So give us a call, guys, 712-775-7270, and punch in that code 407051 in a pound sign, and you can join the show with us. Posted some details on the high school uh, weed project on, on Whisper in the chat room. All right, good. <clears throat> Yeah, I, you know, there's not much we can do about it. I mean, I could probably tie each, I could probably tie each end of the balloon to each end of the net. I could, that might help. And that, well, it, it actually is going to be. When we seal off the end of the balloon on each end, that net's going to actually be fastened there. So um, each end is going to be fastened. And then, of course, as it fills up, it's just going to expand. And hopefully it will uh, fill that balloon up. I mean, fill the net up. <clears throat> we've got somebody on the phone. Let's see who we've got. Uh, who's who's on the phone? Hello. Hey, Tom. Phil. W is everyone else? 
WZ1L, Bill. Hey, how you doing, man? What's happening, Bill, up there in Massachusetts? Well, um, well I, wanted, I wanted to let your viewers know uh, that uh, since we do not have Hamvention coming this uh, this month, uh, they have a little uh, thing going on. On uh, Thursday, May 21st, they have um, Contest University. Uh, it starts at 9 a.m. and goes, uh, I guess, till 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Um, believe it or not, they are going to be giving giving away radios to people that are signed in uh, to the chat room. And uh, on uh, Friday and Saturday, the 22nd and 23rd, uh, they are going to be um, holding forums and uh, they're also going to be uh, giving away radios. Uh, I understand one of them is a 7610, and the other is a 7300. Oh, both so, are nice, uh, nice radios. You can sign up <clears throat> on hamvention.org. Yep. Well, guess where I'm going to be on the 21st, and none of y'all need to sign in. Where is that? At the Hamvention. I, I mean, the Contest uh, University. Oh, okay. Wow. I'll take either one of those radios or both. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, we'll, well have to fight I over wanna, who I gets wanna, which I'm gonna, one. I've got to log in for the 7610. I want one of them. <laughs> I, I got yeah, so one. It, it, it's Hey, it's a nice radio. I couldn't ask for anything better, I don't think. Yeah. And actually, Bill, you know, I won't fight you for them because I just got a really nice bonus when I changed jobs here. So much so that the Yaesu FT-101DX that was in my wish list has now been moved up to an MP. Ah. All right. Hey, we've got somebody oh else on. God. Hey, let's, let's see who else we got on. Is that uh, Dayton? we got Dayton on. That would be, uh, is that Cliff? Yeah, that's me. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, doing good, Cliff. Hey, how you doing up here in Dayton, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good and everything and stuff like that. Uh, hey, you know, we was talking about uh, uh, celebrity uh, hams, and uh, I want to tell you, back in 1974, when I went to my first hamvention banquet, I got to meet uh, Senator Barry Goldwater, and, and he signed my, my ticket and everything. I don't have it now, but That's he cool. signed my ticket. Uh, yeah. When we when they said it was okay to go up there and say hello to him, so uh, uh, I got to meet uh, Senator Barry Goldwater, and I was just a young ham back then. I just got my license in February of '74, and and saw him in April of '74 when the hamvention used to be in April, and everything yeah. like that. So I thought that was pretty neat. Well, yeah, yeah that's that's cool, man. Yeah. And another thing, too, uh, Last Man Standing, uh, the last episode is going to be on May the 20th. May the 20th is the last episode of Last Man Standing. All right. going to be we'll sad to see that go. All righty. We'll okay, I'll let you, let you talk to somebody else. So I'll All right, Cliff. I'll talk with you later. Well, Cliff, thanks, man. Thanks for calling in again. Good to hear you, man. Okay. All right. We'll see you, see you later there. All right. Well, Bill, we'll uh, yeah. I'm I'm I don't I don't need another radio, so I don't guess I'll uh, <laughs> I won't log in. You win enough as it is between you and Joe Eisenberg. No, I don't win that many, man. I don't win that many. In fact, that 991A, I won. I, I, it's 
it sat around here a year. I never really turned it on. I, I gave it to my son. I sent it to Chris down in Austin the other oh. day. I just, I just packed it up and sent it to him. That's my main radio now. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I want to say hello to Dennis up in Two Rivers, Alaska. Our signal must be really strong up in Alaska. He's yeah, I was going to say, we can get a chat room here, and I can't get Alaska for what uh, worked all states. That's right. Every time, I'm just, you know, every time I might work one, I end up moving and losing the credit. Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, man, you know, Huntsville's coming up. I've been, been talking to uh, Mark Brown a little about different things, and we're uh, we're excited. Um, I've um, I've been talking to Riley Hollinsworth, and uh, I think I've got Riley interested in coming. Riley is wanting to come now, so uh, cool. he has not been before. Uh, uh, hopefully, Riley can come. And also, uh, our uh, friend astronaut Doug Wheelock uh, has indicated that he is missing the ham community, and he wants to go with us to uh, uh, join us there at uh, at Huntsville this year. Now. We don't oh, know that if he's, would be cool. We don't know if he can make it or not, but uh, we hope so. Um, and uh, our booth is going to be a little offset from everybody. Let me show you everybody the, the map here. We've got a map of uh, Huntsville. Here's what it's going to look like. And uh, it, it, this is a pretty large ham fest, guys, if you've never been. This is all inside, air conditioned. It's great. If you look on the very far right, you'll see the stage, and we're going to be uh, we're going to have two booths just right next to the stage there, and those are all chairs out front there. A lot of people they get tired of walking around all day, and uh, the population is getting a little older, and uh, a lot of people will be in those chairs right there, and of course on the stage that's where they do the um, uh, things like the young ham of the year and different things like that. So uh, there's all things the going drawings. on. There. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be positioned right there against that wall, uh, and uh, what we'll try to do is, at least every hour, we will try to uh, roll around in all the flea market, new and used, and uh, try to get 15 or 20 minutes of some great video. We'll bring it back each hour and, and play you. It'll be almost live for you. Uh, we'll we'll do that, uh, and so it won't be so boring that the camera is just aimed out of our booth all the time there. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll have some interesting people. We always have people like uh, you know uh, Gordon West or Bob Heil or people like that that usually come by, visit with us in a booth. Martin G will be there, uh, others, and uh, we'll have a sit down there in the booth, and that will be uh, uh, broadcast. We'll be giving away prizes again. Uh, we will uh, uh, give away uh, several thousand dollars in prizes to our, our viewers again. Uh, all you got to do is just uh, be logged in the chat room, and uh, we uh, will, if you know, if we pick your name, uh, you're going to win a prize. So we've done that each year. Yeah, Huntsville has always been one of my favorite ham fests. Yep. And this year, because there's no Dayton, I've been lobbying ARRL hard to bring a stack of my books down there yeah. to either give away as prizes or sign or something. And uh, since it's probably going to be the only new ARRL book this year, uh, they may end up bringing a couple if boxes you, down with them. If you sign one, I'll, I'll buy one. Gee. That, that's the, that's the, I, I, in other words, if, if I don't sign it, you're not buying it? 
<laughs> well, you know, I want to be able to sell it for uh, $300 on eBay. That's right. Know. That's there right. I was stunned because I know I've been watching them and they've been 60 and 70 for, you know, people scalping mm. them. And uh, somebody sent me an email uh, the other day and said that uh, it was going up for 230 something dollars. Well, you need to check out the sold, you know, on, on eBay or uh, yeah. is it eBay? You, you can go over and see how many are really selling for that. And if they're really selling for that, I'll probably buy half a dozen from you. Well, yeah, I got three here. So if I yeah. ever need a couple couple hundred dollars real quick, I know where to find yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy half a dozen there at $39 a piece. Yeah. Or, or whatever, uh, you know. That might be a good investment. Just wait until it goes out of print and then. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I, I'm a collector's item. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I'll be launching a balloon from the uh, Huntsville Ham Fest, too, by the way. If the oh, very cool. All right. So, that's good. You've been uh, doing it. I think you've been doing it every year for a number of years every now. Every year for many years. Mm -hmm. so. so that'll be fun. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you can uh, follow that along with your camera. Yeah, here's a question from Tony. I wonder if they could put a drone on top of a balloon, get the balloon near upper atmosphere, and when the balloon gets as high as it can, has, gets as high as it can, launch the drone into launch the drone into space. I don't know, man. It, it might take yeah. a little bit more power. Well, like I'm actually. Thinking about doing that on yeah. a uh, a quadcopter arrangement. Um, as the balloon comes down, often it lands in a big tree or an alligator-infested swamp. In the case of your last one, yeah, um, it would be nice to hover for a little while until it gets to a nice uh, area. So I was going to hang a drone below a balloon, and then as it's descending turn it on just before it lands and hovers and floats to a nice open field near a road and be able to control the landing that way. Or else you just dump a $100 drone into the middle of the Atlantic, yeah. just 30 feet away from well, where I've done that could. before, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've dumped thousands of dollars worth of equipment in the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that One is was unintentional. Um, we had a student flight. They had uh, GoPro cameras and a nice uh, film camera and uh, expensive trackers. And uh, I weighed out all the weights just perfectly. And uh, I turned my back to, to give a description to the students what we were doing. And one of the students came by with one of his students and tied it to the end of the line. And I didn't see him do it. And I didn't calculate that weight that he added on extra. So we let it go, and it went up very, very, very slowly, like 100 feet per minute. It took like a whole minute to clear the treetops. And normally, these big balloons, they shoot right up at 1,000 feet per minute. And I said, mm -hmm. what happened? <clears throat> and, and then I found out later that the, the student had basically put a, like a two-pound payload on it and canceled out all our free lift. Oh, that thing went it stayed uh, aloft for seven hours and ended up we launched it from uh, near Birmingham Alabama it ended up a uh, hundred miles east of Jacksonville which is not a good location if you want to ever get it back no mm -hmm. 
that's that's kind of like warm waters and there's things like sharks and stuff out there you're, yeah. you're right at the northern edge of the bermuda, the bermuda triangle, triangle. So, yeah you know, i'm you hoping there, it just you... went forward in time or backward in time yeah and maybe if it went backward in time it started our modern revolution of uh solid state electronics there you go mm -hmm. or maybe it created the hindenburg oh yeah <laughs> All right, everybody out there, come on. We need some more callers. Call us. Uh, phone lines are open, 712-775-7270. Give us a call. If you're international, check out uh, W5KB.com. Click on the contact, and you'll find your international numbers, uh, your local numbers to give us a call. And, uh, hey, if you're out there right now and you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, please hit the subscribe button. We really need you to. It helps us out a whole lot. Uh, and uh, it helps our uh, ranking. And uh, we really need to get our rankings up here. I'm trying to see. Yeah, you need to hit the subscribe button. We need food for these guys. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen what they eat? You know? Well, I'm sure as big as that is, it probably eats a lot. Yeah. yeah so it's probably like a small that. horse there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's the littler of the two. Is that a word? <laughs> that's, a, that's a word down in, in the nature yeah, part. Down, yeah. Littler? Littler. Yeah. Littler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, I make up words as I go. Oh, I'm the writer, right? right what was that? Who was that, Bill? Was that somebody on the phone? I said that was Rodan that, that made her appearance. <laughs> Absolutely. She's been up on the desk all night just out of camera. Yeah. Almost got her sister to come in. Glenn, are you are you planning well, to be you an know uncle? That would happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um, there was actually a cat show. Uh, there on June 26th, 27th, the weekend of field day. And uh, because of the new job, I'm not going to have enough time to do the cat show this year. But uh, I am uh, going to be at Huntsville, and they do have me scheduled to do a forum uh, on Saturday uh, there at uh, the Ham Fest. And it will be an all-new Arduino forum. I'm going to completely create one from scratch, and I have a couple interesting uh, projects in, uh, in in mind to actually demonstrate there this time. What uh, yeah, what I'm hotel are you gonna be at? You, you at the, oh, I'm going to be at the uh, Embassy Suites. Great, that's a good place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope I, your uh, your talk doesn't conflict with mine. So, uh, uh, what, like what time is yours? I, I don't know the time yet. Uh, I think it's around noon on Saturday. Okay, I think I asked for a ten or an eleven time, so we won't won't conflict. You know, we uh, we should uh, all of us get together and do a webcast from the lobby. You know, maybe that one night. Oh, that would be fun. One night and uh, you know, just a special webcast from down here. Oh, that'd maybe be cool. Do it. I, I yeah. enjoy those. You yeah. have to do it Friday night because I'm driving back home Saturday right after the drawings. Man, we we love Huntsville so much. We go down a day early. We'll go down on. Um, we'll drive down Thursday morning. We won't come back until Monday. We just like being down here. It's just so cool, man. No, I it's just so can't cool. get enough time off of work yet. Next well, that's year true. We'll that's true. Now, you're working now, so that... Yeah, you, you I'm working bum, you know? But, yeah. hey, you know, what can I say? It's, you know, it's Amazon. 
and you know it's probably the most money I've ever made in my life. Let's just put it that way. They they take care of their folks. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, LinkedIn rated them as the number one company to work for in the country. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you uh, uh, got on there with them. Okay, yeah, it takes, so it takes away the time though. But what the heck. So Hambot, Hambot will be back, I think, next week when Katie's back. We'll be giving another uh, prize away next week. Uh, I think we've got a couple more of the uh, ham plaques that uh, Katie will be giving out, and Hambot will issue those uh, to some winner next week. Uh, I've, been going, I've been given a go-ahead by uh, another manufacturer just to start giving some prizes out each week, and uh, I just have kind of sat back and not done it. So we may, uh, we may give away some... I don't know, microphones or speakers or clocks or something, you know. We'll, maybe we'll start picking out a few uh, prizes each uh, each week and start giving those out. So um, uh, that's going to be fun. Um, and, you know, uh, since we have not, you know, Hamvention, you know, we, we've been going to Hamvention for 38 consecutive years. And we have webcasted that for about 20 years. And it becomes, it's a big job because uh, when, we, when we go live with our webcast, we're constantly behind a camera or talking with someone or visitors are coming by to get on camera to show products or talk about things. So it's, it's become, you know, a, a really job and we almost don't have time to even break and get lunch some days uh, because of that and it becomes quite expensive uh, we have uh, in the past years it's cost us probably an average of about three three thousand dollars per year just to go to Dayton and you might say well that's that's an awful lot of money you know why is it so much well and that didn't even count our gas and stuff going up here but uh, so I usually have uh, a couple of people that go with us to help with the setup and the IT part and keep things going, like Freddie and Tommy. Uh, I usually uh, I get them a room. Uh, we get us a room. And then if I have astronaut Wheelock, I'll get him a room. And uh, we're usually up here five days. So five days for us and five days for my partners up there. That's, that's 10 hotel nights at almost 200 bucks a piece. Uh, what well, man? That's almost two thousand dollars right there. And then uh, we got we got other expenses too, you know. Uh, oh, and I usually I usually the show usually. And here's where we're really we're really good. The show usually buys every meal for Tommy and for all for our group. We buy every meal the entire time we're up here: breakfast, lunch, dinner. So. That, that's you know that's one of the things the reason it costs us so much. You money. might want to buy a little house with yeah. a kit, big kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it might be cost effective. Yeah. Actually, when I go, I stay at a bed and breakfast there in Xenia, so you know we do have run of the kitchen. Yeah. So it, it, anyway, what we what we started doing the last a few years is we took one prize, we took one prize and opened it up. To anybody that wanted to donate to help us with the expense of the show, and that usually is something like the uh, Comet CAA 500 uh, antenna analyzer. It's yeah. about a $500 analyzer, 
and uh, we, we usually uh, put one of those out there about a month ahead of time and we usually get pretty good people uh, wanting to donate and we put their names in a special hat and then we will do we will then we'll give that prize to someone uh, there and you don't even have to be in a chat room when we pull your name uh, you get the prize and uh, that helps us cover a lot of expense like I say three thousand bucks a year you know you figure 10 years that's thirty thousand dollars that would buy a lot of ham radio amplifiers and nice radios and stuff like that but uh, so you know we've kind of got the trip paying for itself now Huntsville that Huntsville is another ham fest we do every year and we've not done anything like that for Huntsville so if we had any left over from you know like the Dayton thing it would help us probably cover the the Huntsville uh, expenses some too but uh, since we haven't done Dayton in a long time, what we may do, we may do another antenna analyzer kind of as a fundraiser uh, for our uh, Huntsville trip. We haven't thought through this yet, but we may do that to help us try to uh, raise some money uh, for that. Uh, because uh, we'll be there, I think, four days. Uh, I, I probably, and I hope, I hope that uh, uh, astronaut Doug Wheelock makes it. Uh, we'll get his room and... Uh, uh, you know other expenses like that so we may do one everybody be standing by we may set up one um, you know don't really want to do a GoFundMe uh, for this uh, because I'd rather just keep it kind of internal to our own group here and people that are interested in the uh, ham ham fest but uh, um, it's, it's, it's worked out well for us the last couple of years and since we haven't done a date in the last two years we may do that for Huntsville uh, this year. So anyway, that's uh, something coming up. We will give away a lot of prizes. Hambot will give away a lot of prizes during uh, Huntsville uh, this year. We'll probably give away maybe three or four thousand dollars in prizes uh, uh, out there. Something uh, to think about too this year is Huntsville will be the first major ham fest that you've had in like two years. Well, that's true. Uh, that's so exactly be, right. Yeah, this place could just be overflowing to the gills right right and stuff to sell yeah so you know it's i think it's gonna be a big deal and uh uh it, it, it may even have record attendance who knows people may say i'm tired of this covid here's a ham fest it's gonna be a it's a very nice one they may break a record this year it wouldn't surprise me, although you also have to compare that, you know, what Huntsville was 25, 30 years ago was both sides of the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, modern-day records, I think it will be. I think, it, <clears throat> like you say, people are tired of staying home. I know I am. Yep. Yeah. Well, things are going to be going much better probably by August. A lot more people will have the shots. Um I think this thing is starting to kind of fade away a little bit. I, I think it's going to be a lot, lot better. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Now there will be some restrictions uh, down there at the Ham, Hamfest. There will be some restrictions. That's the reason they're spreading it out to a much larger area. Uh, I think they're spreading the booths out a little bit more, and there will be certain other precautions that you know. Uh, are there? I don't think we'll, you'll have to wear a mask or anything like that. Uh, I'm not sure. I think the the the, uh, the the what the government, state government, or whoever city will probably uh, 
uh, turn off the mask thing probably before then. Everybody's starting to get close to that anyway. All right. Right uh, now, I believe it's uh, they've lifted that mandate statewide, uh, except for government installations and buildings. Yeah. You know, there has always been a big uh, trade show right before the Huntsville Hamfest, and it's some type uh, government military yeah. trade show. You know what that is, Bill? It's uh, yeah, it was the uh, AU BSI or something like that, aviation and. And, 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 and I mean, everybody's welcome to it. We've gone. I've, I've walked through different various booths and stuff. Uh, actually, actually, I think last year. I'm thinking of the one last year out at uh, out at uh, NASA. Well, you know, we went out to uh, the Space and Rocket Center, and in one of the big buildings, they had some um, some trade show going there. That's what I'm thinking about. But oh, they, they okay. also have the, they also have the one they're tearing down right before the Huntsville Hamfest, you know, begins. Now the uh, where they have a variety of shows at the Von Brown Civic Center in Huntsville, where the Hamfest will be. I went to a Gallagher. Um, show there once. Did you oh, ever man. see Gallagher? Yes, and, I love him. And so he's like hitting watermelons and uh, yep. I don't know pineapple juice with mallets, and they've got holes in the mallets, and it shoots clear up and it sticks to the ceiling. Yeah, you don't want to mm. like use the space after Gallagher has done a show because there's going to be stuff dripping on you for a while. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> We were in the balcony and we still got hit with stuff. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the first couple of rows, they oh, bring their own plastic ponchos yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, a pl and a plastic nearby. Well, you know, hmm, that's interesting. We need to do yeah, something. We need to do something. He watermelon and it went clear up, hit the ceiling, and he looked up and says, you know, they usually don't invite me back to these uh, venues. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what, though? I miss concerts and shows like that. I'll be glad when this COVID stuff is over and we can get back to that. All right. Well, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little disappointed that our, our viewers out there aren't dialing in to talk to us tonight. We're, we're talking about everything. Hey, call us to say hello. We'd love to hear from you. Help us test our phone system. We can take a 1,000 simultaneous calls at the same time. Help us test that. I can't imagine a thousand on that line. Well, I it, thought of a famous ham. It can do it. Who was another famous one? W5KUB. Oh, I, I didn't know him. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, well, he is on a show that is on just about every podcast carrier in the country, from iTunes to iNet Radio to <clears throat> to all these right here. So. Yeah, you uh, do really need to ditch oh. that picture of me, Tom. That's like a 80, 90 yeah. pounds ago. But you know, nice you know, you know what? I just, I just got notified. I just got notified that Sirius XM uh, has a podcast on, and uh, uh, they wanted us to uh, submit our podcast to Sirius XM. So oh, we may be on Sirius cool. XM pretty soon too. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I love that picture, but that was literally 90 pounds ago. This one right here, was that 90? Yeah. Well, I, you that can't was, tell. You, you, no, my face is not a nowhere near as fat well, as it. it here's know. what I need. Here's what I need, and I told Katie this too. I need for our publicity, and, and Bill, for you too, Bill, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to kind of dress up a little bit, get the hat off. Hey, he got his hair cut. Let's not. Yeah, I know you have to get the hat off. Right, here, really, here's what here's you know, what I need you guys on. to do. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to get all get to some kind of solid background. I don't care if it's green or blue or red or black. Just get a solid background and make me some pictures of you standing here. You know, make me some pictures pointing and, you know, waving and and just, you know, just standing there. Different looks on your face. And that way I can cut those out really well if it's got a solid background. And then we can use we can use everybody's body right there to go into various different promotional things here. So I need you guys. And Glenn, you, you, you don't need, want to use my body for promotion. Well, you're, well that will just, cost you money. Just suck it in, kind of turn sideways and suck it in and uh, comb your hair and uh, get get a solid solid uh, screen behind you. And uh, I don't I won't have any hair left to comb after yeah, my, I was gonna say I'm not that much different. <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little thin myself right in the front. You know, I'm, I'm now, if we do a green screen behind us, Tom, you can put all kinds of strange backgrounds uh, behind us. So it's a little scary what you might come up well, with. Well, you know, I mean, you know, you can be, what's her name? Uh, who's the who's the lady that has this background? Uh, I forget who she is. I'm... I'm, I'm Christiana Amanapur, like yeah, something like that, you know. I mean, you might, uh, you might do a uh, thing like they did with Bernie Sanders and have, have our pictures all over the internet. Yeah, yeah put yeah, us in little yeah, chairs with yeah. our arms folded. <laughs> well, but I do need some good pictures of you and uh, of you guys because uh, I need to have another uh, major. Um, um, what do you call the thing? What do you call the thing we hang up here on our booth? Our uh, a banner. A banner. Yeah, well, I need to have some new pictures and stuff. I need to update the banner. So before Huntsville, so I've got about. See, we're in uh, we're in uh, May, May, June, July. Man, I got three months or so. I you need some pictures. On I need some good pictures of you guys so we can you know get some banners and some things made up. You know. Yep. Yeah, I just had some new ones made, but I've got a, a background on them. Well, I can take the background out, but it's work to tr you know to go around and. You uh, this know. was the this was the new book photo, so now yeah. I'll, I'll get you a better one. Give me some good pictures, and if I have to, I can cut it out. I can blow it up really big and then try to trim around and really. I, I think uh, I've got a green screen around here somewhere. It doesn't have to be green screen. It, just as long as it's a solid background, man. You, oh, any I, any solid background, I can do one click and you know it's gone. I I can work on that. Yeah, yeah. I'll even get my hair cut for it. <clears throat> All right. Well, we've got about 15 minutes left in our uh, shortwave show tonight uh, where we are on WBCQ, International Shortwave. So any last-minute comments there? Bill, are you still in here with us, Bill? Yeah, I'll talk then. I'll no, I mean the Bill, the other Bill. Bill. Yeah, I'm still here. There's Bill. Okay. Well, Bill, 
You're not going to make yeah, it down. Yeah, we're still here in New England there, Tom. All right. You're not going to make it down to Huntsville this year, right? You're not... I am not going to make it to Huntsville this year. Maybe next year. All right. Well, we'll miss you, but uh, maybe next year. We'll we'll see you for sure at Dayton, I think, this coming next May. Bill, what did you say you were going to do for me, Bill Brown? Well, I'll be in your I'll be in your chat room. You yeah. can put, give me any any present you want. You know? Okay. All right. Bill Bill I'll Brown. Give, I'll you? give you the name of my hairstylist. Oh. Uh, you've got a uh, comment in the uh, chat room about where did you get your shirt, Tom? Where did you get my shirt? Oh, yeah, my shirt. You know, uh, Kathy had this made. She just bought the shirts, and there's a guy here in town that does the embroidery. And uh, we just took it over to him, and uh, he uh, he did it. And uh, you know, they're really he does a nice job on embroidery. There's some nice shirts. And she got me. She got me some blue ones, some some blue ones, uh, and the red ones. And uh, we just uh, had the name put on it. So let's see. That is one thing I do like about the new job is it's all casual clothes. I don't have to wear dressy clothes anymore. It's jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah got to get a whole new wardrobe. I need a ham fest so I can buy all the cool ham shirts. All right. Well, I think we talked about this last week, but my favorite part of the ham fest is the last day when everybody's packing up and you walk around to all the trash cans. That if you're is... looking for some certain old deals... Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you can trash pick your heart's content. You can find all kinds of stuff to play with there, man. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in parts and stuff, it's just uh, it's just amazing. And boy, I tell you, Dayton is the place to do it, man. There are there are fifty five gallon barrels full at Dayton. Yeah. They, they they just don't want to haul that stuff home. That's right, you know, they they don't. Somebody uh, made a comment to me one time, you know, when he went to Dayton, he says. This is the same stuff I see up here every year. It's just at a different booth. Yeah. But, but that's okay. <laughs> they just went to a different trash can. Yeah. Yeah, I told you, I think, uh, on a previous show about my friend that had a big van, and then he had a U-Haul trailer behind it, and he would wait until the last hours of the ham fest, uh, ham pension, and just start loading up yeah. all the garbage that was left mm. behind, and then he would spend the next year going to ham fest, selling it all off. And he made thousands of dollars off of that stuff. I, I tell you, so I, I saw something. I wanted. I wish I had bought it. And um, across from us, for one year outside, a guy had a missile. Missile. I don't know if it was like a under under the wing missile or whatever. The thing was about 20 feet long, and uh, it was just standing up out there. I don't know what he even wanted for it. I wish I'd bought that missile. Uh, I could have had a lot of fun with it and stick it in my neighbor's yard, put a little dry ice in the tail, you know, where it's smoking when he got up. I, I could have a lot of fun with that. And, hey, Bill, one time, one year, you never know what you're going to find up there. One one year, they had the um, they had the stainless steel tables there with the drains in it where they do the autopsies, you know. Oh, well, the God. doctor, they had, the, they had the stainless steel tables out there one year. And then one year, a guy brought a big box truck there. And you, you guys may remember this. It was full of rifles. It was full. He must have had a yeah. thousand rifles in it. He was selling rifles there at Hamvention until he made him leave. And, no, then, no, uh, and then there was another year, a big 
box truck came up here and it, they were selling uh, parkas, so, uh, cold weather uh, coats. Man, they did a killing on that, man. Yeah, right, and you then, know. Uh, there's a guy that always brought a truckload of microscopes with him. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, one year where it was like a mini tornado came through and tents were flying in the air? Well, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was pretty typical every year, tents every flying year, in the air. But I, I've away. seen the tents pick up and go over like two aisles over and land. You know, yeah. I mean, and man, we always, when we put ours up, we always went to like Central Hardware or Home Depot or somewhere. And we always bought, I think we, we bought sand, sacks and sacks and sacks of sand to weight down our thing because you're not supposed to drill a, uh, put a hole in a thing, right? So anyway, and every year when we would leave, uh, you know, and, and, and Bill there, he's one of the crazies uh, that were next to us. And every year we'd give this guy uh, about 15 sacks of sand every year. And we did that for like 10 years. And uh, he finally had filled his barn up with sand uh, up there. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, that was uh, interesting there. Uh, let's what, see, what, what year if, did you first uh, set up in the Hamvention flea market with the streaming video? Uh, well, the, the video from outside, we, did, we started that about 18 to 19 years ago, whatever that was. I remember we would... Uh, we would stand in front of your camera and I would get on my cell phone the big old flip phone yeah. and I would call my friends and said hey look and it gave the address and we'd, we'd wave in front of your camera yeah yeah I was gonna get something here I can't find it so how many years were you out in the flea market before you moved indoors you know probably uh, I don't know probably probably 25 years outside and right. the internet well internet was always so bad out there and one of the one of the guys in our chat room here uh, mark always tried to help us get internet but the best internet you know there used to be a uh, a tower within looking distance of, of hamvention and we used to get a pretty good 3g connection there but then it got hit by lightning and i don't think they ever replaced it and uh, from then on, we had terrible time getting internet outside. And uh, that's when I hooked up with Viasat. And uh, we actually, uh, for about four years, we actually put a satellite uplink and downlink in uh, at our tent uh, to the internet. Um, but then when we moved inside, uh, things got much better. Um, we used the satellite there for a couple years. Uh, I used, uh, we had AT&T put an internet drop in one, one year, and I think they charged us $800 for the three days uh, wow. for, for the internet drop that they, they put in. Yeah, that was the year you had that little alien outside your booth. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, we, it, it's worked out. It's worked out pretty good. I, man, hey, we hadn't been up here in two years. I don't even remember what we were doing now. Yeah, I don't even remember what the place looks like. But you know what was so funny? You know, you said something about them not oh. letting you put holes in the, the asphalt to <clears throat> yeah, put the yeah. tents down. Come on, seriously? In that parking lot? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was well, a lunar landscape. And you know, uh, I, I do remember now. I, I, I remember, an improvement, to Glenn. Yeah, I, I, I do remember what we did. You know, like I said, we used the VSAT, uh, the, the satellite, for years, and then we I had AT and T put an eight hundred dollar circuit in. And then about then we moved to the new uh, Xenia. After after that, we moved to uh, Xenia, and then that's where uh, Jack and others had uh, put uh, in their own internet into into Hamvention. So they had a, a nice internet set up out there, and that's what we were on the last few years while we're there. Hey, talking about don't put a hole. They were, you know, they they threaten you. Uh, uh, $50 a hole in that parking lot if you make a hole 50 bucks but uh, man you, you see Mendelssohn's people out there they're driving those big old one inch uh, rods down in the ground you know with slip cameras every year Mendelssohn's would have to take a scraper or something and yeah. scrape up all the asphalt chunks yeah yeah uh, and for many years we got the same spot and what I was wanting to do is I was wanting to, uh, you know, these toggle bolts you can get where, you know, the, the thing flips out underneath. You know, I was wanting yeah. to get some holes there for our tents, get those toggle bolts in there, maybe get some tar or something in there. And, and, and then when we weren't there during the year, we could just kind of screw those bolts in, you know, and maybe they would still be there next year. But we never really did anything like that. We always used the, we always used the, the sand to hold it down. And, and you know what we've started doing for some of the, the portable contests is uh, water-filled buckets. So we just have to fill yeah. them with water, and then when we're done, we just pour the water out. And at Hamvention, all you had to do there was to put a bucket in the uh, cafeteria area. Yeah, or and, wait for it to rain and, and let wait the for it to rain because it would be coming through the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Well. Well, you know, we had a lot of fun. Now that you saw the pictures of where they completely bulldozed it down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just gone now. They're, they're going to be uh, raffling off or auctioning off the sign and some of the brickwork. Oh, wow. I don't think I can. But, you know, there's one thing about Xenia that you have to admit. The food at Xenia is a thousand times better than yep, anything in yep. the era. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. I really yeah. like Xenia. It's... Uh, it's like a county fair, only with with uh, all kinds of neat ham stuff yeah. and great food. Yeah, the food is well. You know, great. you know, going going up there for thirty eight years. I mean, uh, even at um, even at Hera Arena, it, many changes happened in thirty eight years. Uh, we used to park. They used to have parking behind the fence back here on that golf course. So it used to be parking out here in the grass and. It would always rain, and you know, talk about people getting stuck. You know, you'd always oh, yeah. get stuck out there, and and then uh, you know, uh, then they used to uh, not let you in until midnight to set up, and uh, the cars would be lined up out there, hundreds of cars lined up at the gate, and the weather would be nice and you know, nice, and it'd be dark, and everybody's honking their horn, let us in, let us in. Well, they couldn't let you in until midnight because I guess that's when their insurance started. And then just about midnight when they did open the gate up, then a big lightning storm came and rain was coming down. And back then they uh, they directed you in and and sent you down and parked you just like they were parking you. You get that spot, you get the next spot, you get the next spot. And uh, so there's been a lot of changes like that uh, over over the years. And uh, 
I would usually park yeah. up on the hill behind the car dealership, and it's a long walk. It is yeah. a long walk. It, when it rains, that was just a muddy mess. Yep, and that's and a mud I'm spot too. Boat anchors, fifty-pound uh, boat anchors that I bought when I was first going there, all yeah. the way from the Hamvention up that hill to my car. Probably reason my back hurts now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carrying the Viking Two and the Halicrafters oh, Six One One A. All the way up the hill and into my car. I'll tell you what; those things were at least sixty pounds each. Now, my first few years, I was there with the QRP Archie group. Oh yeah. Uh, and there, uh, four days in May. So I was over at the hotel there in uh, Dayton, and they would contract for uh, two shuttle buses. And Did we you would ever ride get the bus the... over back and get dropped right off at the front gate. I love doing the four days in May, uh, Arky. Uh, did you ever meet uh, George Dobbs? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Pratt newsletter, he was a good friend of mine. Yeah, oh, I love George. His, his talks were just always so much fun. Uh, he, he was a great guy, and he used to go to this uh, retreat in uh, Kentucky, and uh, basically you weren't allowed to talk to anybody there in the retreat, uh, except for one occasion, one hour directly after supper you had one hour where you could talk to everybody but if you saw anybody while walking around in your little cottages you couldn't talk to them hmm. and uh, he said the conversations during that one hour that they were allowed to talk to each other were really <laughs> really good because they've been thinking all day of what to say oh lord mm. oh god I'd die there's no but, doubt about uh, it I would die but, uh, you remember Kanga US? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I bought a lot of stuff from that gentleman. Well, he's my next-door neighbor in Ohio. Uh, I've known him for 40-odd years, 50 years probably. And uh, when I was growing up in Ohio, he was just down the road from me. I think he got out of the business not he too did. long ago. Well, well he I had got... a big flood. His basement completely flooded and wiped out all his kits that he had. Oh, in man. I've got one complaint, and that is every year I would go up there and I'd go into Mendelssohn's and buy hardware. Screws, washers, you know, little brackets, different, you know, you know, and they sold it by the pound. And I would buy, you know, like five, every year I'd buy five pounds of screws, and five pounds of nuts or something. But they, they never brought any nuts out there that would fit the screws. Never. <laughs> and I, I today have probably 15 pounds of screws and nuts out there in the, uh, in the shop. None of them and match. none of them will, will fit each other. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, we're, uh, we're just about at the end of our show. Uh, uh, everybody out there listening, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, this show is called Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio, amateur radio, and we're glad you tuned in tonight on Shortwave. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again next week. And uh, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll say uh, uh, good night. Best regards to everybody out there. And um, have a safe week, I guess. And uh, uh, all of our shows are recorded. If you would like to go back and see some of our shows, you can go to youtube.com slash W5KUB. And we've got, I think we've got about, I forget now, either 680 or 880 shows that are recorded uh, that you can, uh, you can watch. And I think we've got some great episodes uh, if you're uh, interested in uh, ham radio. Yeah, we've had some really fun ones. 
So good night to everybody out there. Thank you for uh, joining us. Let me turn this phone off. Phone is off, and we'll close with the we'll close with Glenn and the cats here. Let's see, where is Glenn and the cats? Oh, here we God. go. Here we go. Project so you're saying I can yeah, ask this, this cat is, any question? The cat is yeah. connected to the computer. You just type in the question. It will read his mind. Well, that guy is pretty much a dead ringer for me. There's the answer, come. You're the man. I've been looking for this for weeks. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. We enjoyed having you. See you next week.